0: You got anything on your chest besides your chin? You better get it off.
2: All right, then you asked for it.
0: Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free for All Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Nimer.
3: Good afternoon, and welcome to this Free for All Friday. And boy, those trucker convoy protests, we have all eyes on them. They have made headlines around the world. And in my opinion, it's a bit of a mess. So um I get a lot of emails from people saying, you're not telling the truth. You're not saying. And we have said that all kinds of people from all walks of life have joined that protest and they just want to get on with their lives. Now, that was certainly the case one long week ago. I don't know how many of those people are still there. but But here's what's happening. Right now, the only people they are still hurting are people exactly like that, who were hoping to reopening their, reopen their businesses this week in Ottawa and can't do it, who are, want to go to work, who want to get their kids to daycare. Those are the people they're hurting. They're not hurting Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau will figure out a way to make political capital out of this. And what about The conservatives. Well, it looked like they were making some headway, certainly with that constituency at the beginning. But, you know, that may turn because for a lot of people, for the residents of Ottawa, they're saying that this is a siege. And the new interim leader, Candace Bergen, a a leaked memo where she instructed her caucus, don't tell the truckers to go home. We have to make this Trudeau's problem. And you know, um, it is the residents problem. It's not a game or it is a game to politicians and all sides. And that just is wrong. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free one 866 740 740 And as you heard in Bob's news, we're getting ready for similar protests here. There's an added wrinkle, because Hospital Row is right near Queen's Park and they're worried about shutting down Hospital Row. And what have we got to? You know, healthcare workers, the people that we have been calling heroes for the last two years, have to hide what they're doing or feel they will be more secure if they do. True, the police clarified saying we never directed them not to wear scrubs. But uh, I bet a lot of them will take that to heart wherever it came from, from their managements or from the police. And the police chief in Ottawa, he's announcing he's got reinforcement. He's saying the Ottawa police did their best. I say, not good enough. And remember, Peter Slowly, the Ottawa police chief, he uh, was the also ran. He was the runner up in uh, uh, the race to become police chief here. Uh, so a lot of people are probably thinking, well, maybe it's a good thing that he did not get that job. And let's hope that we are better prepared and we don't have any untoward incidents. And, and again, you know, what I was saying this morning on the morning Zoom, there are a lot of protesters in very bad weather and it's, it it could just as easily happen that one of them has a medical emergency. And needs to get to a hospital as as it could be for anyone else. So uh, I see the phone lines are already full. So let us get right to them, and we begin in Guelph with Ron. Hi, Ron. Hi, Libby. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You're um, First of all, your
2: quick comment: the Conservatives uh, have shot themselves in the foot again with this uh, Andrew Shear and Candace Bergen. The voters aren't going to forget who, especially in Ottawa, um, that the Conservatives supported this thing for whatever reason. Uh, But the other thing that um, after I I listened to Nick Manos this morning on morning Zoom, and uh, I think he hit the nail on the head, Uh, I commented the other day that these guys, um, you know, they... They made a mistake, frankly, when they got rid of Aaron O'Toole because he was leading a party exactly where Nick said it has to go. You know, The days of far-right politicians in Canada are long gone, and he was leading them in the last election, although a lot of Conservatives are still upset about it. He was leading them closer to the centre, which I think if you're ever going to get elected in the cities, That's where you're going to have to go is closer to the center.
3: Yeah, he he also, I mean, I'd have to say that he wasn't very strong in the way he managed his caucus. He, you know, it was hard to know where he actually stood. So I think it wasn't just that. It was also the way he did it. I mean, I think it's fair to say that he was not effective, uh, effective. So they got rid of him. And, and, you know, you mentioned Andrew Shear might not be punished because he's, he runs in Alberta, Candace Bergen, Manitoba. But Pierre Polievre, who is the front runner, well, he's elected in the Ottawa area. Granted, well, that, not very that, close to Parliament Hill. Well,
2: but that could affect uh, him. Yeah. Because those people in, uh, in his writing aren't going to forget if they, uh, and that exactly what happened. So. Um, you know, as much as I think he's a, a good politician, but because he came out in favor of the truckers as well. And, and these people are going to have a long memory, um, when it comes to, um, you know, who they elected as their leader. But the the fact of the matter is, whether it's U.S. or Canada, the days of, uh, you know, when the conservatives could get elected, but uh, I'll, I'll leave it on the thought that, um, the only way the conservatives are going to get elected, even in a minority government next time, is they've got to appeal to the people in the cities. Would you agree?
3: Um, probably, but at this point, you know the things are changing pretty quickly. So I don't want to make any predictions <laughs> or predictions about who is going to remember what, because sometimes we all have very short memories. Ron, thanks for your call. Let's thank go you for taking it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Nick and Markham. Hi, Nick. Hi there. I have a comment. Um,
4: the the police in Ottawa allow. The truckers to occupy the city. But yet, if, if like in Toronto, when we, they protested against global corporatism for the G8 summit or homeless people in the living in the park, they have nowhere to live. The police have no problem bouncing those people around, kettling them and, and hitting them and beating them up to get rid of them. But the truckers, no, no, you can't, we can't do anything. I don't understand that.
3: Well, you know what? It's, that's a, that's a fair question. Uh, but, uh, different, there are different, uh, police people running the operations. And, uh, it's easier to clear a park than to clear all those huge trucks. Uh, you know, I think they probably miscalculated from the beginning that, and, and I don't really, I mean, it's their job to figure this stuff out. And when I saw, the amount of money that was being raised—you've got to figure that there's something there. It's a huge amount of money, and it it will allow them to stay there, even though a lot of it is frozen and and uh, we don't know exactly where a lot of it is coming from.
4: But, well, that's a good question too. Where is this money coming
3: from? Well, some of it is coming from the United States uh well, i'm you know and some of it is frozen they released part of it but the part of it was a big part of it i think they released a million bucks uh and uh you can see them getting ready to to dig in and uh, like i said maybe some of some of them will get a bit, a bit a better payday than if they were actually working
4: well i i don't i again i don't understand this like You're like, what are you people? A Bunch of crybabies. This is the way this is the way the majority, the vast majority of Canadians think things should play out. You don't like it. You don't go and disrupt hundreds of thousands of people's lives because you don't like it. That's not right. The police or or Trudeau or whoever is in charge should do something about it and don't allow them to do this because then it'll just keep happening. They have to stop it because the majority of the people don 't agree with them.
3: well, we have to see uh, what plays out here in Toronto when uh, you know we had fair warning. Thanks for your call well, Nick
4: Well, I hope they don 't try anything near the hospitals because there 's a lot of people that got to get to Princess Margaret or sick kids or any number of hospitals, and these clowns are going to block their way
3: well the the streets are being blocked off. the police seem to be ready for that. Uh, they have a plan. Unlike oh, the police in Ottawa, feasible, did not have a plan. And uh, well, one of our guests pointed out that in any other country, that kind of blockade right at uh, Parliament would not have been allowed. So exactly. we'll have to see how this thing plays out. But obviously, uh, safety and uh, the, we don't want violence. Yeah. Okay, okay Nick. Thanks for your with call. Your Thanks for your call. Okay. Fine. Let's go to Daryl in Toronto. Hi, Daryl. Hi. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you?
5: I'm doing okay. Um, I'm, I'm really curious in terms of all this funding stuff as to, you know, where the money is coming from. I mean, um, you said mentioned something about from the States. It would be interesting to find out where it's coming from. I wouldn't be surprised if Russia and even China would be interested in having protests in the streets here. and We'd have to call the army in. That would certainly distract some of the things they're doing, and they've messed around with the Internet before in terms of elections and things like that. So it wouldn't surprise that. I think the federal government should basically put a freeze on the money and uh, use it to pay off claims by people in Ottawa, businesses that have suffered. They, they shouldn't have to. Pay the bill for what these people are
3: doing. Well, I, I GoFundMe has put a freeze on it, and I I I don't know if uh, the the government can just take that money. I think that sounds a little bit like theft. People donated the money uh, with a certain purpose, and if anything, I think GoFundMe returns the money. But uh, I don't think the government can just come in and take it. That sounds like something Russia might do. <laughs> Well, but I mean,
5: h- how do you track as to where this money is coming from?
3: Well, they would know. I don't, I have to uh, look a little more closely at exactly how GoFundMe works. But uh, if they're able to return it, then they know where it's come from. It's probably come from many, many different sources. I mean, there's uh-huh. no question that certainly at the beginning, this protest stuck a cor- struck a chord what cord that is. A lot of people have different interpretations. Thanks for your call, Daryl. I had
5: had another quick point. Um, I I do think it's disgusting that uh, the frontline workers for the last two years in in this battle against the pandemic should have to hide their uniforms to get to work. That's that's really pathetic. And I'm I'm also curious, you know, in terms of Ford and his attitudes towards this, that, you know, what's what would happen if it was the teachers union and other third party interests that Ford wants to stop from spending money to, you know, fight his upcoming. Ford was pretty
3: clear. He came out this week and he said, enough's enough. Go home. Uh, and and stop it. He was extremely clear, could not have been more clear. So, uh, you know, um, you don't have to bring the teachers into this. Daryl, thanks for your call. Oop. Um, My system is being a little funny here. Okay. Uh, let us go to Richard in Illinois. Hi, Richard. Hello, Libby. I, um,
6: I've uh, been looking at all these protests, and it's, it's not just in, well, in the United States, of course. And, um, but there's all sorts of groups out there. It's not just right-wing extremists. It's also anarchists that have all kinds of leanings that are on an, in the agenda of trying to make as much mayhem as possible. And their whole thing is, you know, play um, everything. Everyone against, every, every side against the middle, uh, trying to make as much destruction as they possibly can. And um, I don't like it. You know, it is, it's it is disturbing. And uh, I don't know if it, this is the way of, uh, the new way of the Western world.
3: Well, uh, it, it might be, unfortunately. I mean, it's all kinds of, of people when it started. I don't know who is still there because there's a a lot fewer of them. Uh, And it's certainly not just truckers, and it's people with all kinds of grievances, people who are just fed up with the lockdown. And again, the people they are hurting at this point are people who also just want to get on with their lives.
6: You know, and it is so pathetic when you have these people burning down little people's establishments and homes and
3: they're not, they're not burning living. any, they, they haven't burnt anything no, down. They they've done, they've, there. some the of them have done very bad things, but. A section of your country. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, they've done enough bad things that we reported that we don't have to add to that with things they didn't do. They, they haven't burnt anything down. Uh, let us. Uh, oh, it's time for our first break. So let's do that. Uh, before we go to break, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free one 866 740 Boy, we're talking about the big protests in Ottawa, uh, allegedly coming to Toronto tomorrow. Uh, here we're blocking the streets off. Uh, the authorities are doing everything to make sure that There is no impeded access to Hospital Row, which is really down the street from Queen's Park, where they want to protest. So we have to see what happens here. It's a big mess in Ottawa. The police chief held a news conference today. He said that he's got reinforcements, 150 extra officers. It sounded like he was going to try to tow some of those rigs that are blocking. He said, as best we can. He said they've been doing their best. uh, And I guess uh, if there's good news out of it, it for us here in Toronto is that we were able to take a few lessons from that, but all remains to be seen. Give us a shout. Let us know what you think. 416-360-0740. Toll free one 866 740 And we will be right back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one
3: Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, and I'm going to get right to the phones, and I am going to take a first-time caller, Nathan in Lindsay. Welcome, Nathan. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you?
7: Not too bad. I'd just like to to, to make the comment of, uh, that I've been to Ottawa in the past at, uh, forgive me for saying, uh, a pro-life uh, march that they have down there. When we had those protests, you know, 10,000, same amount of people type deal, but all the businesses were open. So I don't understand why we're closing the businesses or if we're just trying to close them to promote fear from this protest that has thus far been peaceful, except for the odd Stand out, obviously.
3: Well, I'm, I think it was more than the odd. And what we heard from the businesses, and we spoke to one of them, and we spoke to some other people, and we've seen other reporting, is that uh, sometimes the workers have been intimidated. Uh, they've been yelled at for wearing masks. The people who were going in, if, if the protesters wanted stuff, they refused to wear masks to comply with the rules. And people don't feel safe, and that is why the businesses didn't open. We've heard stories about people unable to take their kids to daycare. Uh, we've heard stories about uh, hotel workers, immigrant hotel workers, being called names, being intimidated, and and that's why a lot of people have chosen uh, not to open.
7: Yeah, yes, but but the the, the key part is chosen though. Closing a a business down uh, is one thing if there's a genuine safety concern to close it down and and say things were happening. Now, obviously, if people are going in and harassing people, well, that's where the police step in.
3: Well, yeah, I think the police are kind of busy there, if you know what I mean.
7: I I guess so. I guess so. I just wanted to to, to raise that point up that I think it's not as shut down as it maybe could be. It's a little bit... uh, more shut down than it should be.
3: Well, uh that's up to the business owners. They're on the scene and they can they that's what they've decided that it's not safe because believe me, uh if uh if they were just opening up on Monday, you know, I I I think they were planning on opening up and they need the money. But anyway, thank you Nathan for your call.
7: No problem. No problem. Have a great
3: Okay, let's go to Rhonda in Kitchener. Hi
8: Rhonda. Hello, Libby.
3: Yep. Go ahead.
8: I'm just calling in regards to the protest. It's not a protest anymore. Not when you start trying to inflict and enforce what you want in a threatening way. And they're losing track of what's really important and what the situation is. This is just a needle. This isn't just about you. I mean, there's more personal things put on social media and asked in social media questions that shouldn't be asked, etc. But I digress. See it, say it, and mean it. Do something. Because there's there's no way in Ontario, in this world, after we fought for freedom, our uncles, our aunts, our mothers, brothers and sisters, a lot of them, so we could stand up and say what we feel. That's fine. But this has gone beyond that. This is like, like a vigilante group. You'll do it this way because we want it this way and it's not fair. It's like an inside war that shouldn't be started in this country. It's just a needle, ladies and gentlemen. Go home. <laughs> If you don't want it, fine. But stop trying to inflict and enforce and threaten other others.
3: That's what I'm saying, Libby. Okay. I got it, Rhonda. Thanks for your call. Thank you, ma'am. Let's Bye. go to Clay in Ajax. Hello, Clay. Hi. How
9: are you today, Libby? Fine. How are you? Good, good. First off, I feel sorry for the truck drivers in so much as I don't think they planned on the swastikas and the, swats, uh, the Confederate flags or anything like that. Uh, I live in Durham. And about ten weeks ago, I guess it was, they had a rave up in oddly and between four and six thousand people, Libby. And the police arrived, and they just turned around and left because they, the police chief said, "Well, they're not getting out of the car with that many people. Not sure, sent a message to the rest of these people who want to demonstrate." Like I say, it's you know you got a right to demonstrate, but God Almighty, people that aren't wearing masks—that's that's totally ridiculous. They're not they're not worried about their safety or their kids' safety or anybody else's safety. And the hospital, you know, they're getting full. I mean, they're, they're trying to relieve some of the things now so that more things can open up. But with the idiots like this, I just don't know. Like, where are they going to stop? You know, any any other country in the world, Libby, they would have sent the tanks in long ago.
3: Well, uh, that remains to be seen. We have to be... I uh, I have to say that one thing Trudeau said, that you have to be careful about using the military in a democratic country. Yeah, Libby, uh,
9: do you remember back uh, in the 70s, when his father was in power, they had the trouble with the gangs in New Brunswick. They sent the army in there to put a ten o'clock curfew.
3: Well, they remember the War Measures Act in in Quebec? Yeah, uh, I so remember Cuba as as a, a child. Uh, you know, there were there was the army all over downtown Montreal. That's right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> there you go. It's happened before.
9: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if they want to move those trucks. They've got the tanks. They're standing by. They can move them anytime they want.
3: Right. But don't forget, when that happened in Montreal, there had been bloodshed.
9: Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
3: Uh, and let us hope that we are very far from that. I hope so. I, this I time wouldn't around. want
9: hurt, but gosh, you got to make a point, you know, like I feel sorry for those hospital workers. That they got to disguise themselves going in, you know, what about these truck drivers? One of them gets sick. Some of them have their families with them. Maybe what's going to happen?
3: Well, exactly. If, that's, not- that's what I said. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and they're, they're out there in the freezing cold. Yep. Uh, there's somebody, one of them, is just as likely to need medical attention as anyone else. But I, th- I think it sounds like we have it under control. I hope so. Uh, it's, it's a bummer if you want to go anywhere near there for any other reason. But
9: exactly. I just hope that none of those truckers' kids get sick because no vaccine, uh, no uh, admittance to the hospital.
3: Oh, um, okay. Thanks, Clay, for your call. Bye. Bye. Okay. Uh, Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. Go ahead. You're on the air. <laughs> Never a dull moment, eh?
10: <laughs> this is more than just what truckers want. This is a movement of anti-protesters that thinks that this is a conspiracy of the government to control them, get rid of them as soon as possible if they, when they're in Toronto. So living in public space and disruption of other lives, noise, and air pollution. Born in a flag is not an expression of freedom of speech. Make those protesters pay, pay for all extra costs from their fun. And because of vaccine and precaution, look at the difference in Canada's
3: COVID case and death rate compared to other countries. Okay, Sita, thank you for that. Okay, let me give the numbers out again. Boy, a lot of opinions on these protests. Uh, The numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we have a situation in Ottawa that is not good. And we had the police chief there saying he's got reinforcements. He called them allies. Uh, I guess he means the RCMP. Uh, because the Prime Minister yesterday said the military coming out is not on the table, and uh, 150 more officers, and he said they would try to remove some of those rigs as best they can, was how he said it. He said they're doing their best. I say, hmm, not sure that's good enough. Let's go to Harold in Burlington. Hello, Harold. Hello, I was just going to say, um,
11: you know, Doug Ford, unfortunately, has to walk a very uh, fine tightrope here because um, once they decided to call it an occupation in um, Ottawa, and he couldn't very well say too much because he allowed 20 Indigenous people in Caledonia at the Douglas Creek Estate To use firearms, destroy public property, Um, and it went on for years, costing taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars. And the OPP did nothing. So it's very difficult for Doug Ford to now condone these people.
3: Uh, He he's he's not uh, he's not he told them to go home. That's what I heard. I Very clearly, that,
11: but he never told the Indigenous who were destroying Caledonia and destroying police cruisers and demonstrating and occupying, and they were illegal. He never did a thing. He never had the OPP arrest anybody or do anything.
3: You, those protests go way back, don't they?
11: Well, they were still going on as of about uh, mm-hmm. three months ago.
3: Okay. Well, thank you for pointing that out, Harold. Let us go to... Darko in Etobicoke. Hi Darko. Yeah, I don't like how they kind of equate certain things. I think it's
12: it's, it's so wrong. Like like they'll say about Capitol Hill last year and this is does doesn't seem to be violent. I mean we get a lot of people you always have a little bit of confrontation, right? But it doesn't seem like a violent confrontation. And, what, and up there. That, but they never they never equate it with Black Lives Matter when they when they took over cities, all these ones whatever occupy occupy whatever, right? They took over Seattle uh in Milwaukee and these different cities, and that went on for like for months, from what I know, right? Yeah, but and, in
3: Canada that didn't happen. No, oh, but the, <laughs> the Canadian media is making the the same thing with the Washington, the
12: whatever the insurrection, whatever. They, so not insurrection, you know what I mean? When they went at the Capitol Hill and the police officer died, I think there was a few other people who were five. In, five
3: people Canadian died department. in in that. I I don't think that uh they're they're making that equivalency some of the organizers were trying to make a bit saying that this would be our january 6th but uh there's hopefully no equivalency there thanks darko for your call let's go to susan in thornhill hi susan hi how are you fine how are you i'm good thank you wait a minute you're a first time caller
13: we'll give you the bell Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. So I want to say that I support the the protests in Ottawa. I know it's a big inconvenience for people. uh, But how else are they supposed to get their message across? Trudeau, in my opinion, is a duplicitous leader. Uh, He compares um, them to to, uh, Nazis and and bigots and racists, which is so untrue. And the media is the mouthpiece for him. They're saying the same thing. I believe the majority of those people are decent Canadians trying to get a message across, and he won't listen, which is really unfortunate. But he supports BLM. Which I is think a scam uh, I, organization.
3: I think they got their message across, and now uh, they are uh, in they're they're alienating people because, like I said, they're not hurting Trudeau. They're not hurting the conservative well, how party. Is, how else are they supposed to object to to all the
13: Draconian measures that are being put upon. They
3: have, they've made their point, but but they can't force the government, the duly elected government to yeah. to change the rules because they're there. But I think they certainly made their point, and it's uh, veering over into something else because like I said, they're they're hurting the people who are trying to get on with their lives.
13: No, I think Canadians, unfortunately, a lot of them are like sheep and and they and I don't understand how Trudeau got in again, frankly. I think he's a terrible leader, okay? Uh, And I don't understand anybody who'd want to vote for him, frankly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if you don't make things uncomfortable, then how are things going to change? And I I, I think that things are not going to change, unfortunately. But people have a right to express themselves.
3: Yeah, but do they have a a right to to put people under siege like that? I get your point, Susan. Thanks for your call. Okay, Uh, let's go to kate in toronto hi kate hi thank you i just want to
8: make a point about the uh, medical staff being told not to wear their scrubs in public i think it's about time they stop doing that i was shocked at all during covid i'd see people going to work in their scrubs and i would think and what are you taking into the hospitals on those scrubs I understand there might not be lockers in the hospitals for staff to put their belongings in, but I always felt it was a bad practice,
13: and I'm glad it's stopping.
3: You know what, Kate? <laughs> Even before before this, uh, I know that when, when I was sick... And you, you'd see them. They'd be coming in in their scrubs. Then they'd be going to have a coffee break in their scrubs. This is when I was in the hospital. And, uh, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I, uh, called my doctor out on again and he kind of shrugged and said, you know what? They're so, uh, time crunched that it's like, you know, forget it. <laughs> that they're they're doing this i mean they're they're working flat out and sometimes they're in surgery for hours and hours and then they get a few minutes break um the good news is with isolation and stuff sometimes they put other gear over the scrubs and then get rid of the other gear but yes you are absolutely right and i'm pretty sure there've been studies about, like, the germs on the scrubs. But Libby, that should have been put in place at the very beginning of COVID. Everything was blamed
8: on personal support workers, this and that, and yet so many practices that just go on every day are not very hygienic.
3: But anyway, thank you for your support. Bye now. Okay, bye, Kate. And, you know, all that stuff at the beginning, uh, that we were doing, you know, uh, lysoling our groceries, uh, cleaning every surface, afraid to touch anything. Well, you know, it turns out, and certainly with this variant, that's not the way it spreads. It spreads by aerosol. And it, yes, it's a good idea to, to clean off surfaces and keep your hands clean, but, uh, but that's not the main way it spreads. But she is absolutely right about the scrubs. Anyway, let us go to Andrew in Belleville. Hello, Andrew. Thank you. Um, So Dr. Kieran
12: Moore uh, came out yesterday and and said that we have to start to learn to live with this virus. And that science table is is coming around to the fact that the linchpin, unfortunately, in this province and country is these 1,000 ICU beds, uh, which are paltry. For 14.7 million people but it came to light with me over the holidays as I watched the juniors play hockey uh, and then the the tournament canceled and later on that evening I tuned into a St. Louis Blues game versus whoever and it's packed to the rafters so I did a little research uh, just in Florida as an example 21.7 million people 6,000 ICU beds Uh, And in Ontario, uh, roughly uh, a little bit more maybe than a 1000 now, but that cannot be the linchpin for the billions, the billions they've spent or businesses have lost. What has Trudeau done, or Doug Ford for that matter, but I'll hold Trudeau um, accountable more. What has he done to put more ICU beds, training nurses, all that? Why doesn't he concentrate on a solution here rather than the linchpin being always shut them down because our 500 beds are full. That's the problem here, Libby. I'm triple vaccinated, and those truckers uh, are not just Looney Tunes people. They are people who, also joining them, are like me and tired of Trudeau doing absolutely nothing to, to get
3: this overcome well to 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 increase the icu beds first of all that's a that's a provincial jurisdiction they need more transfers but yeah
12: that's, well, it's not provincial tra- you just said it they need more transfers
3: yeah so, and the, the no. other thing at this point too uh is that you have a staffing crisis because so many of them are getting sick or getting exposed
12: i didn't say it wasn't a mess libby yeah uh, but but uh, the lockdowns are a bigger one it's oh. just it there's too much else going on with health with people for that too that that you're not accounted for and you know what everybody's right about the media they're they're a joke in this this country well and they serve the liberal party but, uh, and they I, should be the, ashamed of themselves by that's, the way
3: that's 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 not necessarily fair I mean putting everybody in... This, there's even conservative media here but uh, I think personally that ATV there are no more lockdowns
12: CTV and BC and global are who I'm putting that category in.
3: OK, <laughs> I don't have to defend them. They can defend nope. themselves. You're Thank you. I don't have the money to
12: defend. It's your money, too, Libby. Thanks. Yeah.
3: Bye. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. OK. Um, uh, what I was going to say is that I don't think we're going to see any more lockdowns. Uh, We're seeing easing of restrictions. Uh, The authorities are all saying we seem to be turning the corner, even though the numbers are big. Uh, If we're taking the cautious approach that you, um, you know, release some restrictions and wait three weeks and see how it goes before doing the next thing, uh, that seems pretty prudent. Interesting. I was reading a story uh, today about what's going on in Israel, which has been way ahead of everybody else for most of the pandemic. And now the number of infections there are huge, huge. And they also have more people in hospital now and uh, in ICUs as well. So this variant uh, hit everybody. And by the way, uh, over there in Israel, they've already given people over 60 their fourth shot. It's time for another break. So uh, we will take this break, and I'll give the numbers out again. Before we go to break, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby's Nimer, a free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt.
3: Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse
0: me! Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby's Nimer.
3: Welcome back to this free for all Friday. And everybody is focused on these convoy protests. And hey, they have captured attention all over the world. They have a load of money, though it is frozen or some of it is frozen now. So uh, you got to ask yourself, why would they stop unless they are made to. And as I kept saying today, at this point, I think the only people they're hurting are the people who are trying to do the same thing that some of the people, at least originally, were protesting about. They want to get back to their lives. They want to open their businesses. They want to earn some money. And those are the people that they are hurting. Let's go right to the phones. We've got Rita in Vaughn. Hi, Rita.
14: Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call.
3: You're welcome.
14: I have this question. Um, all these trucks parked on the street. Why do we allow that?
3: <laughs>
14: Good question. Really? I mean, can we all park the cars on the street because we have a an issue or a, a cause? Why don't they uh,
3: ticket them or say you're only allowed for so
14: uh, such a long time, and then you got to move.
3: Well, they they have been ticketing them, and now they say they're going to try to move them out. Well, but uh, a ticket uh, the tickets aren't going to uh, stop them.
14: So, if they're coming to Ontario again, there's got to be a lim a limit how how long these trucks can stay on certain spots.
3: Well, they're okay. So they've they've put bollards all over Queen's Park, and they're shutting streets near the hospitals. They're shutting you just park there. They got to have a limit. Well, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. Nobody can get there unless they're healthcare workers, because uh, here the police are shutting those streets. Okay. So we'll have to see what happens. Because looking at uh, Wellington or whatever
14: the street is there by Parliament. They're just lined up, but it's now a week.
3: Exactly. Yeah, really. Exactly. What
14: gives them the right to park like that where the rest of us don't have
3: that? Well, exactly. And, and uh, you know, I used to work on Parliament Hill a long yeah. time ago. Uh, parking there was very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank anyway, you. That was my question. Thank thanks. you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, Bonnie in Toronto. Hello, Bonnie. Hi Libby, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome.
13: I wanted to say that I fully support the truckers. I think this is not, these are not some quacks, some fringe. These are people who are vocal about their freedom and they can do something about it. And every one of our rights has been trampled on and, you know, people are tired. They're tired of the lockdowns, of the mandates, of all of these things. And, and, And there's just no need for it. And we see other countries that are opening up. And for Trudeau not even to grant them, to, to acknowledge and, and, and talk to them and instead just dismissing them really is
3: adding fuel to the fire. Okay, Bonnie, thanks for your call. Yeah, pretty clear where Bonnie stands. Okay, what have I done here? Murray and Moulton. Hi, Murray. Hi Libby, how are you? I
1: think you addressed my, uh, concerns that when you went, when you went to break, I was talking to Ziva at the time. But anyway, these truckers, uh, it's not about their freedoms anymore. It's more, it's less than that actually, because now it's, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to get my vaccine passport. These are things that stopped us from getting really, really sick. Take a look around the world. How many countries are doing exactly the same thing we are? And you people think that you should be above everybody else, get everybody sick, overwhelm our health system? Yes, our health system has been in trouble for a long, long time. But that doesn't give you, give you the right to go around and inflict people with the virus and die. And here's another thing. I don't see any people with uh, turbans on in the, the protest anymore. With all the people that have died because of this virus, the government's going to be bringing more of those people into our country. And I don't have a problem with it, but I think a lot of these protesters do, because I don't see very many people.
3: And the interesting thing, I, uh, I saw a statistic that actually, at this point, most truckers are South Asian. Uh, and, uh, that's right. You, you didn't see too many of them partaking in these protests. So, um, I don't know if that's the case here in Ontario, but that is an interesting point. You're well, in
1: Brampton. that's all you see. most of the truck drivers around here have turbines on
3: well, I think most in the in the industry and you haven't seen them uh mm-hmm. you have not seen them very much no. so those, uh the, yeah, most
1: people should climb up their family tree and find out what country they actually came from and maybe go back there oh okay if you're not that's happy
3: here that's that's getting a bit harsh, Murray, thanks for your call. Let's go to Wanda in Kitchener. Hi, Wanda.
8: Yes, Libby, I think that the, this $9 million, I can't believe it. They're just hurting the Canadians that are just trying to make a living and, and, and do what they have to do. And this $9 million can go to benefit the Canadians that are out of work right now, that are hungry, that are homeless, and, and to, to settle this to get to, they should not be allowed to do this at all for as long as they have done it. And to that other woman that, that supports the truckers, I don't understand where she's coming from. They had to do the lockdown to protect everyone. They're to be taking this individual, and it's not. It's about every Canadian that lives here.
3: And it's true. We have
8: and their way. It's a way to be healthy.
3: We we have a a smaller death rate than all those other places that had. Fewer restrictions. I mean, things are changing now, and this variant is different. And, you know, somebody said, why did those businesses choose to close? Because one of the things that people complained about getting harassed about was wearing masks. I don't see what the big deal is. You know, we should be used to it by now. There shouldn't be that, because it's for protection. If you don't want to, that's fine. But don't try to take
8: somebody else's right away. You're there for your rights. What about the rights you're taking away of others?
3: And uh, frankly, what what I heard was that in terms of restrictions being lifted here and it's happening, the mask wearing might be the last to go.
8: Well, I understand that. I have a daughter that had cancer, and her immunity is not just about COVID. I wear the mask to protect her from everything. I've been housebound because, for her protection. Because I care. And it just seems that these truckers don't care. They're just focused on, oh, this is personal. They're taking it personally. And that should not happen. Oh. This is about everybody. Okay. Everybody. And their trucks should be towed at their expense. Just go in there, say, we're doing this. This has been going on long enough. Towed at their expense. And that money put to the good use in Ontario. We need better hospitals. Uh, we're up or behind in, uh, research. Would uh, go to better places than to what their their
3: point is. Okay, Wanda. And what trying thanks. To do. Okay, Wanda. Thanks for that. Again, uh, you know, can't just go in there and take the money that was intended for another purpose. Uh, I think that's stealing. Let's go to Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis. Hi,
4: Libby. Thanks for taking my call. And something you said earlier uh, relates to the comment I'm going to make, and that is, uh, we're on the cusp of lifting. Uh, these lockdowns—we're—we're we're very close, and uh, you know, it, it, the rest of the world are doing it because they were a little ahead of the game in terms of getting the uh, their waves, and they're moving beyond it. So, my my thought is, what is going on in Ottawa and potentially here in Toronto has little to do anymore with vaccine mandates. Uh, there's a lot more going on. I don't. I think the agenda is a lot broader than that, and it's attracting. Uh, elements of our society that uh that are not in lockstep with the majority of Canadians and that's my comment.
3: Okay, Dennis, thanks for weekend. that. I mean, people are uh tired, fed up and angry. And so <laughs> yeah, but but some of that uh you know can't be remedied by what they're asking for. And uh again, you know, uh we have a smaller death rate because of the measures that we had. And everybody is right. It's different at this point, but you know what? Uh, It's, it's, uh, I can see things lifting. Let us go to Noreen in Guelph. Hi, Noreen. Hi. Um, I just want to make the comment
10: that I think the, um, the regulations are not that restrictive, um, in Canada, and they definitely are necessary. If we compare with a city in China that only had 100 cases recently, um, they took 400 people, loaded them onto buses, sorry, 400 buses, had 9,000 people, and they were forced to go to dedicated sites to isolate for two weeks. So what we are doing in Canada is not restrictive. It is necessary, and I think they should, um, the GoFundMe, um, organization should be refunding the money to the people who donated it rather than turning it over to this group and if i was in charge of the police force in ottawa i would be using helicopters to drop tear gas on these people to get them out of there so that there's no danger to the police from these huge rigs which are a lethal weapon okay. so that's all i have to say about that <laughs> thank very you very
3: hard line thank you noreen <laughs> Where are we going here? Stephen in Burlington. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Libby.
15: Anyways, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I am a first-time caller. I don't to hear the bell.
3: (laughs) There you go. There's the bell. Go
15: ahead. Uh, Anyways, uh, uh, throughout the uh, truckers' protest, uh, we've all heard reference uh, several times to the organizers. And uh, I think uh, in situations like this, People got to realize that there are two levels of organizers. You have the the ones that people loosely picture as running the show, and then there are the real organizers in the background that are making the actual decisions. Um, I think the last of the holdouts, uh, certainly in Ottawa, and perhaps uh, what's going to be coming down the line in Toronto, is that uh, they're getting money from somewhere. This uh, they can't uh, sustain that without some money, and albeit in the millions, I believe that the gold. Uh, the uh, the go page is is somewhat uh, of a front because it's the direct cash donations that are coming in and uh, and sustaining what uh, these these uh, holdouts and hardliners that are going to pro- possibly ca- cause the most problems down the road here.
3: Yeah, I mean uh, to me that whole question is fa- fascinating. Exactly how did that money get to be so large? And this is Canada. Right, and and and, yeah, oh, oh, and if there's a legitimate uh, sauce to it, then then uh, I'm sure that a lot of charities uh, would like to know. Oh, oh yeah. ab- absolutely,
15: but and uh, but these uh, the, the true organizers, as I was mentioning, I think you know should be rooted out and uh, and audited because, uh, albeit a protest, I think the uh, any money used for a nefarious activity is illegal and. Uh, and they, you know, only a few perhaps involved in that regard, but, uh, uh, it has tainted the protest and, uh, I think it gives, uh, some backbone to, uh, to possibly, uh, dipping in and, and charging some of these, uh, some of these people that are behind this and, and hopefully uh, avoid this in the future.
3: Okay. Well, uh, thanks for that, Stephen. Uh, you know, it's interesting. People have some very, very uh, harsh remedies, uh, you know, comparing us to China. Well, I don't think we want to be like China. And I think the caller is right. I mean, you think it's bad here, but uh, so I, that's not a place that I would want to compare our Canada to. That's a place uh, that uh, we protest against. That's a place where people do not have very much in the way of rights. And I'm looking at the clock. We'll be back on Monday, and we will have seen what happened this weekend. And if the situation has changed, uh, Our lines will be open all week. That's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.